0: Mm. Mm. To Real one. To Boss. Welcome to ain't Purposely Bossin' Up, where we talk about bossing ain't up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in it. life. Hey, y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Stormy Monroe. Stormy is an international renowned DJ. This New Orleans raised DJ is taking the world of EDM by storm and leaving no apology. She's an athlete by trade, a DJ by nature. Stormy is not looking for an easy way into the industry. Her unique sonic blend and creative approach of infusing pop elements with hip hop culture has her crossing demographics. Mixing genres, blurring lines, and creating the new normal. Stormy is coming to Oprah's own network in a new unscripted series, Ready to Love, executive produced by Will Packer. Leading up to this highly anticipated first-of-a-kind release to own, DJ Stormy has made her presence known around the globe. She has also been seen on VH1 and Bravo. Stormy is a U.S. Carnival ambassador performing in Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, and Greece. She hit the stage at major festivals like Essence and National Fried Chicken Festival. She is the only EDM and hip-hop-infused DJ of color in Atlanta. Stormy continues to break down walls and barriers for females in the entertainment industry while passionately volunteering her time, mentoring youth at the Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta. I introduce to you all DJ Stormy. Hey, Stormy. Hey, world. Thank you for having me, T.
1: I appreciate
0: you, queen. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on this episode today, girl. This is going to be super amazing. I'm excited. Let's dig in, boo. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. What is your definition of purpose?
1: My definition of purpose is, so for me, it kind of goes back because I really felt like for the longest time, I really didn't know my purpose. And, And as a woman and a woman of culture, you know, that's that's not. Far-fetched these days. There's a lot of women that's walking around that really don't know their purpose and um, and living their lives, creating these lives, doing these jobs that they call careers and they're not happy with. And I will be honest with you, not until about five years ago, well, actually about five years ago, I got divorced after a 10-year marriage, got divorced, um, and my father passed away a couple of years prior, which really changed my life and perspective on life. But not until then. Is when I actually started looking at life in a way of, okay, I need to be happy with everything that I'm doing. I need to make decisions that's gonna be beneficial to me because I'm always giving and never taking. And people are always taking from my energy, but never giving and replacing the energy. And so for me, my purpose didn't come until about five, six years ago. And so, and, and it still didn't come overnight. And so purpose for me is a process. It's a never-ending process. And Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, T, every day I wake up, I try a better woman than I was yesterday. That doesn't mean I have to change anything major. That just means I need to make sure that I'm committing to who I am, staying true to myself, staying true to my brand. And that may mean that I have to say no to certain things. That may mean that I have to not accept certain money for certain projects because it doesn't align with my brand. So my mm-hmm. purpose means so much more to me now than it did before because it's so much clearer to me, T.
0: That is so the truth. No matter how hard you try to think about what your purpose is in life, every day it may be different. So yeah. today you may your purpose may be just to make one person smile today. Tomorrow it may be, you know, like something different. So it can vary of course every day it can vary of course by person it's just like you said it's an ongoing cycle it's something that you're continuously learning about tuning into and perfecting as years and days go on
1: exactly exactly it's not you know it's not something that just comes in a flash and you just get this big aha uh-huh. no it's small tidbits that you get you know, these scenes of what you need to follow and you need to follow it in faith. And that's the biggest thing. You have to be spiritual. You have to be accepting of, you know, everything that you face is faced with a purpose.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. So if you had one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why?
1: Ooh, one word, bold. <laughs> bold. And it comes from what I truly believe in. And my motto is being bold and always going against the grain. Mm. That's everything mm-hmm. that I do. I always try to do that quick little two two question checklist. Am I being bold? And am I going against the grain? Because I don't want to be like everybody else. And I don't want to do anything that everybody else is doing. I need to be different. And I think that's the only way we can stand out. However, girl, you know, being different and doing your own thing and creating your own lane takes a lot of work. Yes, a is. lot of heartaches, a lot of failures. But once the rewards start rolling in, whew, that reward is so much greater, but it's mm-hmm. a lot. It's yeah. a lot to you know create your own lane.
0: That's the truth, because I'm always out here trying to be a trendsetter all yeah. the time. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know it entailed this or I didn't know it required that. So yeah. like you say, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be different obstacles you have to go through. It's definitely going to be times where you may want to give up, but everyone you have to keep, striving you have to keep thriving you have to keep your head up high because if not you want to let yourself down and you want to be your biggest supporter
1: yes and it is not easy and trust me when i tell y'all the the biggest superstars have given up multiple times mm-hmm. including oprah who i had the opportunity to be on her network and i saw some of her story her backstory, and looking at her growing up as a child where she was and what she's now and yeah. She even tells you, you know, to be a real boss, to really follow your purpose, to really be driven and follow your plan that you you're trying to create and live in every single day. It's going to be days where you just want to quit every single yeah. time. You don't mm-hmm. want to get up sometimes, you, right? Um, you feel burdened. But being a boss, hey, that comes along with that ticket. <laughs> yeah, it, do- it definitely does. It comes along <laughs> it with it that ticket. Does none of this stuff happens overnight no. and it's
0: not easy
1: <laughs> no it's
0: not it's definitely not easy but while we're on the topic of Oprah and the own network tell us a little bit about that experience on um ready to love
1: yes she had an amazing experience where i i called it a control environment because uh-huh. you don't like we weren't living in a house but i was able to actually be a part of they they sought me out. They found me um, to be a part of the cast for Ready to Love season one, which was absolutely amazing. I had a great time. I met wonderful people, especially the ladies. And it was executive produced by Will Packer, who has been one of my favorite producers of all time, period, dot. Not to mention <laughs> that he is one of the powerhouse outside of Tyler Perry to be one of the black faces in in film that's really doing it big so that was such an amazing like aha moment for me like this is crazy but then to be on oprah's network and this is her first reality show unscripted that is with will packer on her network oh my gosh Go when i tell you i was flabbergasted i was so excited i didn't even really care about the show because we didn't really know what was going on and who was involved until it was casted so the funny thing is once they sought me out and started calling me and talking to me, I really didn't take them serious. And my publishers had to be like, "Hey, Stormy, you need to at least, you know, entertain them." And I was like, "No, I'm not going on the public <laughs> platform, you know, for people to crucify right. me because of, you know, the way I date or, you know, to express myself in the dating world. I'm not doing that um, right. because I didn't believe it. I really didn't believe because I was part of shows in the uh, in the past reality shows that's been greenlit." And went to major stations like VH1 and BT, but had been shelled. So I was like, I'm not even giving my hopes up. I'm not doing none of that stuff. It is what it is. And gee, when I tell you, it started to unfold. A couple months went by, I got another call back and they were like, hey, we really like you. They're still in the process of hammering everything out. We just want you to know that we're still interested. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's nice. Thank you very much. (laughs) About two more months went by and then finally I got a call back and they were like, yes, we want to move forward. We need to do a face to face. I was like, yeah, yeah. Girl, another probably month and a half went by. We finally got the invitation to do the face-to-face. That's wow. when I knew it was real. I walked into a room with about 12 executives, including uh-huh. Will Packer himself, sitting right in front of me, asking me all these questions in front of a camera. And I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> right. This okay. is real. And uh, we had to do our personality tests, We had to do IQ tests, background checks. I mean, it was absolutely insane. But when I tell you, that I learned so much on that journey. It was a great journey. Would I do it again? Possibly. But I would also say that it gave me the opportunity to really date people, you know, that I wouldn't normally just date if I met them on the street because right. I'm always so busy T. I'm always going and trying to expand my brand and, and taking bookings and traveling. So yeah. I really just, I don't have time to really give it to the dating world. So right. I had the opportunity through this show to really give my energy for a couple of weeks to actually dating people and dating people that I normally wouldn't have dated. And it turned out that a lot of them were actually pretty cool people. And the females that I was on the show with was absolutely amazing. They were queens and I loved them and I still hang awesome. with them. So I formed great relationships and friendships through that. Um, the The guys, for the most part, they wasn't ready. They wasn't ready for any of it. Um, I think they were there for the wrong reasons, but, uh, you know, but they learned from that as well. So I would say, even though they were there for the wrong reasons, they learned from their experience and I think it's going to make them better people going forward. So it was an amazing experience, hands down. That
0: sounds awesome. That sounds decent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And to really, to really hit the number one spot on OWN's network um, Uh for a couple of weeks, hold it down to be an unscripted show And to be a positive, unscripted show that really showed the personalities that we interact with and we deal with in the dating world in Atlanta in general and be true to that. I mean, I was very happy that, girl, we have supporters and fans that are all over the country and they literally support us. And we really didn't get ratchet. We really didn't get ignorant. It was very positive for the most part, and I would say ninety percent of it was mostly positive and inspiring. So to have that kind of effort from a positive type of show, regardless right. of what people think, I say that's a win.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. It, like you said, like to to put this show in a positive light versus you know your your regular ranching TV. But it's it's good to have shows like that because it. It lets viewers see another side of people. Yes, Yes. we don't have to be raging all the time. We don't have to be fighting. We don't have to be cussing all the time. So that that's a plus for Oprah.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And um and and before we get off of that topic, you know, I really try to tell people because they were like, but nobody ended up finding real love because they broke the couples broke up and stuff. I said. Guys, it's called Ready to Love. That meant everybody that was on there was in some part or phase of their life, their grown adult life, Mm -hmm. um, that they were ready to love. The show wasn't called Ready to Be Married, Ready to Settle Down with Everybody on the Show. It was supposed to depict the true life every day in and out of what we deal with in a controlled environment, though, in dating in Atlanta. And I think it did exactly that. More power to will. Will Packer, he really created something that really showcased that. So I say hats off to them. And I think season two is going to be amazing, especially if they bring some of us back. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be dope. I guess everybody can be excited for that. Yes. So how did you pretty much get inspired to do what you do today? My mom and my dad has always been music connoisseurs since I was a baby. I was born in Trinidad and Tobago, and she used to be a singer. And so we used to always have music and stuff throughout the house. So my entire childhood was raised around and in music. Mm -hmm. And so we loved every genre of music from Caribbean soca to anything dance that make, you know, make your body move. It was just an amazing experience growing up in my household because everything was music. So for me, music has always been a part of me, but not until after high school, I really got into the entertainment industry on the business side. Long story short. I was doing that after high school into college in New Orleans, where I grew up. And then when I came back from college, I did the same exact thing. I focused on the entertainment industry, but then Hurricane Katrina happened. Mm -hmm. So that brought me to Atlanta. I evacuated to Atlanta, left Atlanta, and went back home for a little bit, came back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to focus on my corporate career, did that. But I was missing something. The entertainment industry was calling me. So I Mm. decided to get back in at the ground level and promoting in some nightclubs here in Atlanta, learning the backside and the business side of the business here in Atlanta, growing my network, doing it the right way, very organic. Then I went from there into... Um, Into a label deal, a private label deal for music. I dropped an EP in late 2016, Mm -hmm. an EDM hip hop infused, which is something that was different here in Atlanta for females of color. But again, I go against the grain. I try to be bold. So that got me a lot of coverage. Then I decided, you know what? I love being an artist, but I love controlling the music. So it was just natural that I would become a DJ. I had the equipment with my brother since about 2012. Uh I didn't really start DJing professionally until about two, two and a half years ago. Wow. So that has taken me absolutely to the next level. It has expanded my brand. It has taken me from country to country, from state to state, from festival to festival. And I just continue to get bigger and better every single year, T. And I'm so excited, so humbled and so grateful that I can actually do something that I love and make great money doing what I love.
0: That is amazing. That's amazing. I love it. I love every Thank bit of you. it. It's just great when you hear people move in a way that they want to move. Yeah. You know, it's just super dope. And and for that, you know, I tap my hat off to you because that, that is an industry that is definitely male-dominated.
1: Oh, it's male-dominated. And it's, and it's not a fair industry towards us at all. And we actually have to fight a little bit harder. We have to prove ourselves. And the crazy part is I've got friends who are super producers has been superstars in the industry at one point that I could have asked for favors, but I chose not to because I wanted to prove myself and I wanted them to take me serious. Right. So instead of buying my way into the industry or favoring my way into the industry, I wanted to do it the right way. So it has taken a little bit longer, but it's paying off. Yeah. Everybody that was a part of my team before that didn't want to hang in, they're looking at me now and saying, wow, she really did it. And I have them exactly. call me to tell me how proud of them they are of me. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that means the world to me because I still love them dearly. But you know, at some point we just got to continue to growth. And if nobody else has the faith and the belief in you, you got to have it for yourself. And there was moments, girl, I questioned it. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. So tell us about the platform Boobs and Beats. Absolutely. So Boobs and Beats, shout out to DJ Milhouse. She is uh, one of the younger DJs here, but she's very passionate about the DJ culture. And she created something called Boobs and Beats. I um uh, because I was invited to about three of them that she was doing these small mixers. and And one day I said, you know what? It's my time. I'm doing this as a full entertainer. I talked to Tony Neal, who's the head of the core DJs, and I said, hey, Tony, I really want to do something because I'm all about female empowerment. I really want to do something for the female entertainers, specifically the DJs and MCs. And I said, "Um, I would love for the core DJs to get behind it. He said, Stormy, whatever you do, I got you. You just go out there, you put it together and whenever you need me for DJs will be there. So I reached out to her and I said, long story short, I said, you know, I don't want to recreate the wheel. I don't want to be in competition with another woman. There's too much money out here and too many lanes that we can be right. in. And she had created something that I thought that we could take to the next level. And I sat down with her one day for about two and a half hours and she was so receptive. And that meant the world to me, T, because as a woman, you know, we want to empower the next woman. We want to help. We want to support. We want to, uh, we don't want to diminish. We don't want to take away. We want to make sure that we're doing whatever it is to help our women plus our black women in business. So that was important to me. And so, For us to really come together as women and really agree um, to bring our strengths, which she had her strength, I have my strength to the table. And then we just did the boobs and beats. We're planning on taking this thing every other month and making it a platform. We've already gotten sponsors. We've got liquor sponsors that we brought on. We've got BPM Supreme, which is a huge DJ platform for music and artists, so on and so forth. That that is huge in the music industry. They're on. We're working on some other sponsors as well, like headphones and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really taken off. And all I would say is, when this truly works, I want us, me and uh, DJ Millhouse, to look back and to share the story with with other women that you don't have to be in competition. That's right. You could real yeah. You can really empower each other and help each other, and both both or all peoples involved can still win. Yes, yeah. it's all about winning. We can win together. Exactly. And people don't understand that it's always a crab in a bucket mentality. And it's so unfortunate. But until we get um, in a space as women and Black women that we can help each other and we can build together, uh, we're always being that crabs in a bucket mentality and want to pull each other down and want to get ahead of. Um, and that's not the case. It's just too much money, too many uh, avenues for all of us to take advantage and to be great in. So.
0: That's right. So with everything that, you know, was going on from now until you were a child, what do you feel was your biggest challenge in order to get where you are today? And how did you overcome?
1: I'll be honest with you. I have have great parents and they've always been in my life and allowed me to do whatever it was and fall flat on my face and learn my lessons. I think the biggest trigger, though, was losing my father in 2010. Mm -hmm. I started literally looking at life through a different lens. Everything became more precious. Everything had more meaning to me. It was more purpose. Um, I was driven. I was more strategic. I didn't want to just take on anything. I tried the easy way out for a lot of things, and it yielded the same result, right? It got me in a bigger hole. It didn't yield me where I needed to be. And so since 2010, I would say for the last nine years, my whole life has been revamped on how I look at life. I'm more patient. I'm not, you know, I'm not gullible. I don't want to, you know, just take these easy wins or easy money. And that's where I see that most of our youth is getting caught up right now. They see an easy money way and it may be fraudulent. They see an easy avenue to sign to a deal, but then it gets them caught up for three to five years in a deal and they can never release their music because they get shelved, you know, they see an easy way of getting these nice, you know, these nice cars, but then now they're sunk in debt and they can't, you know, they can't afford to invest in themselves financially from a brand perspective and to hire a publicist, you know, and, and it's so bad. So for me, my whole life has been revamped. And I would say over the last nine years, I would say that has truly been my learning and my turn in life was in 2010 when I lost my father.
0: Yeah, it definitely will make you look at life in a different perspective because I lost my mom in 2009. Yeah, so yeah I'm sorry. I, I get it. Oof. I get it. I get it. Like, you just be like, why? But then you're like, well, now I really have to live with purpose because I know my parent wouldn't want me to live it no other way.
1: Exactly. 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 So many of us as women, we go into this, this, oh, well, life is too short after um, a death experience, right? With a relative or somebody that's close. Uh We're going, oh, life is too short. I'm just going to go live my life. And that's the wrong decision because we end up getting caught up and we spiral out of control because we're doing things very impulsive on our emotions. That's right. We buy bigger houses or big, or release larger apartments, and we start living outside of our means because we have this thought that, oh, life is too short. We're just going to live our life when truly that's not the approach. Exactly. But, you know, and that's what I try to share with people is, um, is, is when you find your purpose or you really find that your life is now strategically aligning with the stars, literally, then everything will come together. But don't rush anything. Don't make any that's major right. changes because you're on a course, you're on a path for a specific reason. You make these crazy changes, buy these big cars. It takes you off course financially and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just start. Oh, it's just it's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy, but it's, it's a learn it's a learning experience. It is, and and if you don't learn from it, it's it's just going to put you in a place where you're very very uncomfortable. Exactly. So you have to take all your past all your past experiences and utilize them in your present. So. They can help mold you because that's all they do. All your experiences mold you into who you are today.
1: Exactly, T. And that's the important thing. And I see more people being successful, not because they got lucky, it's because they were prepared. They were prepared right. when it hit.
0: Yes, I agree. So what strategy have you personally used to help you achieve your dreams and attain success?
1: I'll be honest, it's not really complicated, T. And I hope all the listeners hear this clearly is once you find your brand and you know who you are and you're happy with who you are and what services you deliver, whether you're a business owner or an entertainer, people will try to uh, try to get you to deviate based on money. But if you truly believe in your mission and your vision of your brand and your company, then it's okay to say no. One of my closest people in my life to me right now, he is a successful entertainer and business owner. Uh-huh. And he taught me that It's okay to say no. It's okay to not take the money if it does not align with your beliefs or your brand. It's okay because the more that you water down your brand and become more accessible is the more you're going to continue on that path and the harder it's going to be. The more you align yourself and invest in yourself so your brand can be truly who you want it to be your vision aligns with it, your mission aligns with your brand and your company, that's the more unique you're going to be and people are going to start rocking with you and effing with you sooner or later and they're going to jump on board and they're going to support you hard. That's the truth. They're going to support you hard. And it's better to do it that way than to take all this money here and there. And some people, they have to. They're not in a position to say no to finances. And they have to take the money. But some things you don't have to broadcast on social media. That's right. Take the money, do things for free, but you don't have to let them know that on social media. If it doesn't align with you, you don't have to include that in your press kit. You don't have to include that you've done those things on social media. Only include the things that align with your brand. People see me all the time and they think I'm not working. Oh, no, I'm working. I'm taking (laughs) meetings all the time. I'm DJing. I'm entertaining. I'm filming. I'm doing something. But if it's not on social media, it's just because it's the legwork that I have to do, but it's not aligning with the brand, the overall vision at this time. But sooner or later, it will connect. That's the truth. I tell people
0: all the time, every opportunity is not the opportunity. Yeah. You just can't take everything that lands in your hand all the time. No. Like, it's, it's just not going to work. That's just like vending at an event. Like, you can't be at every vending event if it doesn't align, like you said, with your brand. Like, why would you sell, I don't know, lingerie at a tech yeah. conference? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you may get one or two people
1: to stop by and be like, oh, that's cute. I'll buy it. But it doesn't make sense. You'll look awkward. You will be, you know, you'll look like the odd person out.
0: It's just, it just doesn't line up. Like you said, if it doesn't line up with the brand... It's just it's just not going to work. It was so funny because yesterday I seen a post that said um, a female has stated, you know, after all these years, she's actually learned how to say no. But she turned no into an acronym and it was next opportunity, which is so true. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna start using that because no literally is like, okay, I'm gonna pass by you and then I'm gonna just wait for the next one. That's all it is.
1: Exactly. And and I use this, uh, for example, like I tell people. I don't get paid to do any nonprofit stuff with the kids and the youth or teaching them how to, you know, be, be a DJ or talking to them about the music industry or, you know, DJing small events for them. However, it aligns with my brand. So even though right. I'm not getting paid, I'm going to showcase that on my social media. It aligns right. with my passion. The same thing, I may accept a job. And I tell people this all the time, if somebody's not paying you your worth, but it it, it will be the connection to get you to the next level or you're mm-hmm. good, getting good marketing out of it. It's okay to not yeah. get what you're worth because you're getting what you're worth on the flip side. But people are not open to that. They think, oh, I get paid $500 an hour to host or show up. That's all. But if you have something with McDonald's that's going to give you an opening to meet You know, maybe their PR that handles all of their hosting and events. Why wouldn't you do it for $150? That's right. Don't let your ego get in the way because you're this, this celebrity or your up and coming celebrity. Don't let your ego get in the way because it'll close doors before they even open.
0: That's right. I agree 100%. I
1: agree 100%. Yeah, life is about choices, T.
0: It definitely is. It definitely is, and and there, and you get presented so many choices. Yeah. So with you being busy on the road, doing this and doing that, do you find time to practice self care and self love? And what do you do?
1: Yes, God. Um. Finally, <laughs> i have finally I'm in a place t where Stormy is really who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like people think. I'm embracing this stormy as a character. Stormy is truly who I am. I am literally the perfect storm between business and entertainer. And I finally (laughs) found myself in a place in my life where I'm happy with who I am. So self-care is very important. I work Mm -hmm. out every chance that I get. I stopped eating meat. I'm pescatarian since January of last year. I haven't drank sodas since 2011 or juices. I only drink water and occasional ginger ale. I try to make sure that I take care of myself mentally, make decisions to say, no, okay, I'm not going to get pulled in this direction because I'm exhausted. Um, right. try to take vacations when I can afford them financially and from a time perspective. <laughs> <know that's> right. <laughs> um, and, and really just, you know, I cut down my circle and the biggest thing, part that I would share with listeners and anybody that knows me is that I had a lot of followers that used to support me and be out with me and used to party all the time. And when I started to become more strategic with with me, self-care and taking care of me and my finances and making better financial decisions and better brand decisions, I wasn't doing all the turn up and the partying and buying the bottles and hosting these parties. I was doing more on the business side and taking care of myself and working out, making sure my body was in shape, making sure I was mentally stable because everything comes at you and you're making these decisions for not just you, but the people you love and the people that support you and you need to be successful. So all that stuff comes with a lot of burden and stress. So just taking the time out for me and being able to say no and be okay with saying no, sorry, I'm not doing this or no sorry, I'm not flying here. I'm just going to relax. Oh, I'm not just going to go out to every red carpet if it's not going to mean something for me or create an avenue for me. It makes no sense because I just don't want to be on somebody's red carpet just to be for a picture. I want it to be with purpose, as you said, going back to your first question.
0: Yeah, that is true. You have to set time out for yourself, because if not, you're going to crash big time. Yeah, and, and I've this done that.
1: Not gonna, right, and it's I, not going to feel good. matter of fact, when I was taping, uh, we were filming for 11 weeks for this show, and I had to cancel all my bookings and everything, and I couldn't take any bookings, but it required a lot of my time. And I was working right. out very heavily and I was filming, but still trying to maintain my personal business. And I was working a corporate job right. at the time and it burned me out. I became severely dehydrated and I ended up in the hospital for four days.
0: Oh, wow. Last August. Wow. Yes.
1: So it's very important when I say self care. That's why I say, There's a lot of things that may make you money. There's a lot of things that may seem to be great. But if you are not prepared for it physically, mentally, financially, those are things that you cannot afford to take.
0: That's the truth. That's the truth, everybody. I hope you out here listening that every opportunity is not the opportunity. So you need that time to come in tune with yourself yourself and just praise yourself and being be one with yourself even if you have to meditate if you have to journal if you have to listen to soothing music if you just want to take a pillow and scream in it do whatever you need to do to be able to come align with yourself because you are important you can't Be productive if you're feeling lax. You can't be productive if you're feeling hopeless. So you need to make sure you are okay so that you will be able to tell the public and tell, you know, your followers or whoever that, you know, this is what you do, but also be transparent because people love transparency. I see now, this is the thing now, but I can only respect you if you're transparent. I don't care about how you took the $500 and made it a million. I want to know what happened in between.
1: Yeah. And that's why I tried to stay as real as possible on Ready to Love. Of course, didn't air a lot of it. It was edited out because it was only 10 episodes. But everything and every opportunity, I tried to be as transparent as possible to the guys and to the women that were on the show and to the producers and everyone. And I think that's key. It's like, stop trying to play a role. We as humans, you know, we control what we show, but we have to be able to help the next person. We have to be able to share our struggles because if we're not transparent, then people will continue, especially our young girls. They'll continue looking and nothing against Cardi B. And I know your listeners may kill me, but I am (laughs) very sorry. I love her to death. I think she's a dope artist, but some of the things that she continues to do, she's at a level in her profession that she needs to be true to herself, but Mm -hmm. she also needs to realize She has more younger girls that are 18 and below that are looking up to her, that are seeing what she does, what she says on social media, the language she uses, the provocative uh, ways that she, you know, twerks and stuff like that. She has to understand that us women, we know better for the most part and we know what not to duplicate, but she has probably more youth. Than, than adults following her right now and her music across this world, and she right. can be such so more so much more impactful just from an image perspective. And I don't want her to lose herself. I want her to stay grimy. I want her to stay who she is. But. I also do want us to do better as women to say we don't have to lose ourselves. I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up poor. My family did everything that they did. I grew up fighting around drugs and killing and like like I'm never gonna lose that part of me. That's right. But I also wanna empower the young girls that's looking at me and looking up to me to know that, yes, we can still maintain and still have that connection, still talk the talk and walk the walk. But there are certain things that we have to do to become a Cardi B successful. And it just doesn't happen by remaining ignorant all the time. And so if she shows that flexibility, I think that will help us and the young girls to see that it's cool. But now I really think the message is, most of them are saying, "Hey, I can just go strip, forget college. I can make bands of money, and it will get me to the next level in my entertainment rap career." And that's not the case,
0: right? And it's that's not. not the
1: case. So, transparency on her behalf, yes, but transparency on her behalf with balance is is, um, is what I would love to see from her.
0: Yes, I, I hope she listening,
1: <laughs> Cardi. You listening? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cardi, and <laughs> and um, and I think if. A lot more women with power took that approach. Don't lose who you are. Don't don't shade yourself from who you are. Um, let people know, but do it with balance and and do it with uh, with a lesson involved, a journey. You've got to share your journey, but you also got to share the growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we know yeah. what you've been through. We know where you were going, but now you're growing. So not to say you need to change, but we got to be better role models for these girls because. What I'm seeing is not good. Everybody right. want to cut the corners. Everybody want to be a superstar. And unfortunately, that's not how the numbers work.
0: <laughs> you ain't never lie. <laughs> that is the truth. You have a better chance of so,
1: winning the lottery.
0: Okay. Or a spread y'all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: do you have a resource that you use every day in your life or in business that you cannot live without?
1: Yes. So I normally like read quotes and stuff like that. but. I truly try to, and I won't name specifics because of everybody's beliefs and stuff like that, but I truly try to read something from a spiritual perspective to guide me through the day, to start off the day. And I may find that in the Bible. I may find mm-hmm. that on Instagram. I follow you know, a lot of you know, Buddhism. I follow a lot of different uh, religions that I can pull from. Ife, I try to learn and put things in perspective. And so for mm-hmm. me, I would say, I start off my day and even if it's a late day and try to get something from a spiritual or positive energy perspective every single day, because I believe in in positive energy and the universe and what you put out and what you speak on is what you attract. And so I'm an energy person and people tell me all the time, oh my gosh, when you walked in the room, I felt your energy. I said, I don't know how that feels, but I would tell you <laughs> that every day, religiously, I am about smiling. I'm about power, I'm about energy, and I'm about reciprocation. So I want to attract what I feel like I'm putting out. So I want right. positive vibes and positive vibes only, T.
0: That's right. Positive vibes only. Hashtag that. Yes. Because when you surround yourself with negative people, negative things, it just messes up your whole balance. Your yin and yang don't yeah. even add up
1: right like, Yeah, it does. Just- it does. And I stay away from people or situations like that. And so... I have a very important small core group of people that's around me now. Right. And so I rely on them daily as well.
0: Yes, that's the truth.
1: So, of course, we want
0: to know what upcoming projects or events do you have in line for the spring and the summer that our listeners can look out for
1: absolutely so if you're in the Atlanta area you guys I have a major sip and paint event which uh, they do right now in Montgomery right now they're over 250 people because it's a true party don't put in your mind a regular sip and paint it is a true party so we're looking at May the 10th for that Thursday May the 16th will be our next boobs and beats I believe it's is the 16th, May the 16th. I am also booked for La Fête du Rosé, which is the official Moet Chandon festival, music festival and champagne festival here in Atlanta. That's in May. I'll also be traveling to Nashville with that same festival. um, And then DC in that same festival, I'll be back in New Orleans for the Fried Chicken Festival later on at the end of this summer. I am working on finalizing Essence. I will be in New Orleans for a private event around Essence on that Friday, July the 4th. I'm trying to book um, and finalize working in Essence um, as a DJ again this year. Um, Yeah, so I'm just moving and really just booking things. Um, I'm finalizing right now Delaware Pride Festival. So we're finalizing the details and the budget for that now. So I'll be out there next month. And I am also finalizing the details around some auxiliary events that's happening around Coachella, which is April 12th weekend. Um, Uh So I'll probably be out in LA. And then I just finalized, you can catch me if you're in Miami. I'm finalizing about two weekends a month. I will be at the new Bar One in Miami, in Miami Beach. It is on the bay. Absolutely amazing. Shout out to Peter Thomas cynthia bailey's ex-husband with his bar one grand opening in miami he had a soft opening for new year's eve and when i tell y'all that venue is absolutely beautiful and amazing so i'm so happy that i'll be a part of the entertainment there in miami at least twice a month so looking for bigger and great things in 2019 and then i'm not sure because it's not released yet but i had a a nice cameo speaking role in the new Tiffany Haddish Selma Hayek limited partners movie not sure when it will actually be coming out and I've also been doing some acting and auditioning for some major um, roles so hopefully That's this year no, I'll speak that into existence T. Yes. this year I will land me a TV series I'm speaking the yes. existence I said that since December and I'm going to believe that so uh, my agency my acting agency has been doing a great job getting me the auditions but I'm going to go ahead put that in the universe. So when we follow up next year, you're going to say, girl, I remember when you said.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Put everything into the atmosphere, okay? That is amazing. It's nothing like being booked and productive. Not booked and busy, but booked and productive.
1: Product, exactly. Oh but I gosh. thank you so much, Queen, for this opportunity. Yes, you are so welcome.
0: So how can our audience find you on social media?
1: You can find me everywhere at Stormy StormyATL. That's Stormy with a Y, S-T-O-R-M-Y, ATL, short for Atlanta, even though I'm from New Orleans, Stormy uh, represents my my New Orleans heritage with the hurricane and the ATL is paying homage to where I birthed the entertainment of um, the whole entertainer of Stormy. So um, I go by Stormy ATL and you can find everything and all things StormyATL.com. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. The, the, the whole name background was just, that, that was a good
0: one. Thank you. Yeah, like Thank you, boo. <laughs> So before we leave today, is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners that you feel would be a valuable tool in bossing up?
1: Yes. I will leave you guys with what I said earlier. I live by two things when it comes to business and my brand. And that is going against the grain and being bold. Ask yourself those two questions. Are you going against the grain? Meaning, are you doing something that everybody else is not doing? And are you being bold Are you doing everything from a marketing, from an image, from a brand perspective to make your brand stand out? Is it your niche? Is it, you know, is it the lane that you're in? Is it what you're trying to create from a creative perspective? It has stand out. So being bold and going against the grain, I leave you with that. Thank you so much.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. All of our listeners, I hope you were writing down these gems, writing down where she's going to be at. Follow her on social media. And Stormy, I thank you so much for being on this episode of Purposely Bossing Up, Queen. No, it was an my amazing... pleasure,
1: T. You are absolutely yes. amazing. And congratulations on all your successes.
0: Thank you so much. And with that note, I thank everyone for tuning in on this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to boss up with purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't none to it one thank you for listening to this episode of purposely one. bossing up continue to keep bossing up with purpose real one I know